Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode. <laughs> I just kind of yelled. Sorry. <laughs> kind of shocked me a little bit. My bad. My there bad. we go. <laughs> Gotta get the people hyped. Gotta let them know what's going on. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Daka, and this is my takeover episode. I hope y'all enjoyed the ones with Blue and Nayo. Talked about some really good things with the role of moms today and the role of black masculinity. But today we're going to talk about my favorite topic, which is fashion and i'm joined by some amazing panelists here with me today to talk about this so i'm just gonna let them get into it and introduce themselves so i'm gonna start to my right first all right well my name is christian um rosello and i met i know daryl from high school um, shout out to it <laughs> and um yeah i'm a medical chemist but i love fashion and i think um people are always shocked to know that i do chemistry but also like other shit so Interesting. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Ken Sings. I am not new to the, <laughs> the show, the podcast. Hey, returning guest. Yes, uh, I came. Um, what what month was that? It was a couple months ago. It was September, I think. Yes. Yeah. Either way, I came as Mr. Ultra Continental uh, USA. Um, I am a probation officer. I do love fashion as well. Um, so same with you. Um, a lot of people really, you know, like, see wow, how yeah, it's yeah. like how are you a probation officer, but you love fashion and you you model and stuff like that. So yeah, that's me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Hi, my name is Tevin Baskerville, and I had, well, day job I'll probably say I am a marketing coordinator for a property management and brokerage firm, but I am also a fashion designer, photographer, graphic designer, and currently a videographer as well. Um, I have been in my fashion line is called Untitled Facade. I have been in Charlotte Fashion Week and York County Fashion Week. Whoop whoop, high five! But she's oh, I'm about to say, but um, <laughs> but yes, um, and I have done some other things I can't think of right now. It's just, but yeah, multi hyphenate. Yeah, there All we go. All of us are multi hyphenated people here because <laughs> just like Chris and Ken and Tevin just said. You can have a love of fashion and have other things going on with your life. It's very possible. Yeah. I don't know where we, we get this. You gotta have money to, you know, pay for these fashions. Okay, because okay. it's not cheap. <laughs> and so that goes into question number one. So let's talk about what does style mean to you all? I know for me, you know, style is something that I feel everyone has. They just have to tap into. But a lot of people feel like they don't have the know-how or whatever have you or some people feel like they don't have a personal style but i know all three of you all do so i want to hear what's your take on what your personal style is so um style for me is pretty much whatever the hell i want it to be um growing up i was not able to find my own style at all like i uh, all throughout school high school everything i was trying everything from baggy clothes to the wearing something that's a little bit more art artistic or chic or things like that. I've just shuffled through every single thing until I actually found something that kind of mixes what I like versus what everybody else likes and all this other type of stuff. So I think that style is always what you make it. You don't have to follow along with the most popular trends or things like that, because at the end of the day, you're not really being original. So whatever you feel as though can express who you are as a person is your own personal style. Agreed. Uh, mine would be defined as two things, confidently silent. Mm -hmm. So whatever that you decide to put on, you want to wear it with confidence. Um, and it speaks volumes about, you know, how you're feeling that day or who you are in today's society or what may have you. So when I say silent, it means it speaks for itself. So, um, if I'm feeling like I want to feel grand or something like that, I'm going to wear something that's more so high fashion or something like that. Or if I'm feeling, you know, casual or just, you know, want to feel comfortable, I may just wear, you know, some tennis shoes, um, pants and a, a t-shirt or something like that and a snapback. You know, it's just whatever you're feeling that day and, that, or, and or that time confidently. 
but not not having to say anything about it because again it speaks for itself i like that i wish i had that answer now um (laughs) (laughs) um i think fashion to me is i i view it as the the expressive part of how i'm feeling that day um i think it's, it's super flowy and it's super fluid um i can wear really nice grandeur things or something low casual, something that's easy and it's just based on the based on what I'm, you know, going to or feeling that day. So mm-hmm. it's super it's not um cuz I used to follow like I went to private school and then I not private school and then it was just like I followed those flows and so now for me as an adult that I can wear whatever I want to wear. Mm-hmm. Um it's more just how how I feel that day. So I agree. I think that uh, it's interesting because we all came up in a time where there was such a, I think we went through so many different stylistic periods from the time from high school to college to now as postgraduate adults, that there were so many different influences that we had. Just like you said, like we went from like wearing baby fat and rock aware to wearing nothing but everything from Hot Topic to... I don't even know what the 2010s were. It was a very interesting time period, I feel. Yeah. Was I was still cool. in I, I was I probably was still in like the hot topic phase uh-huh. with the um with the wide leg pants or something like that or uh hoodie like the zip up hoodies or yeah. It was a weird time. It was a weird time. Someone was on uh Twitter the other day. Y'all remember the um the heelless heels? That ever, all the girls used to wear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. platforms that like Lady mm-hmm. Gaga. Lady Gaga. There you go. Yeah, and like someone was like, "We really let these shits ride." <laughs> and I was just like, "But those were a, a hit, though." But okay, <laughs> they ain't that long. But they were there, though. They were there. They were cute, though, they for that era. They were cute. So, like we just said, there was so many different influence in areas. What in the past was like kind of your <laughs> favorite era of your style, besides maybe the current one that you're in right now? Can I start with this one? Feel free. So, and I think Daryl, you'll back me up on this. I used to wear nothing. I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch. You did. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> I was obsessed with that. Um, like the super all-American kind of like look. Um, I was just obsessed with it. I don't know why. But I think because we were such a trendy or trend-based generation, mm-hmm. like that's what I wanted. Everyone was wearing Abercrombie and Fitch or Hollister. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted. And that's what I wore. And I made my mom and dad buy so much unnecessary stuff. And I, I'm sorry, mom and dad, um, <laughs> for wasting your We money. can apologize now. <laughs> but that's all I wanted to wear was Abercrombie and Fitch and like Hollister and those kinds of brands. Like, uh, it wasn't until recently that I started getting, yeah, postgraduate where I started wanting, I bought my own things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Abercrombie and Fitch lifestyle. Uh, I would say mine would have to be, I have two two of them in my head that I'm flashing now. So the era of me graduating from my undergrad, well, no, that wasn't undergrad. It was just community college. So I did community college and then I went to the four-year plan. So um, that two-year college graduation I think it was more so like express button-up shirts Mm, the vest um and the slacks and then I actually did tennis shoes back then um so mm -hmm. so I was doing that and then the other one was the graphic t-shirts they were still kind of like fitted and then um some kind of like skinny jeans i guess you can say when they first came out yeah the real skinny ones ones where you was like you got that from the girl side maybe possibly (laughs) Possibly. um so that was the era that in um like some colorful watches and um fitted g-shocks there you go there exactly no okay see it just brought y'all back i wanted g-shock g-shocks and then um some type of you know sneakers or something like that and yeah make sure i had to fit it on um for me it was okay picture it sicily no um for me it was 2014 i was introduced to a cape for the first time and i have never looked back since i promise you i love me some capes mm-hmm. and jackets that have like some nice flowy mm-hmm. you know i'm with you feeling that. to it that and that's 
always going to be something that I go back to. Yeah. It's I think it's a timeless. That's why I mean, that's why yeah. I started that is exactly why I started my line. And, and it's, it's just fun to it, it's originally started it's originally called Untitled Facade Custom Capes and Jackets. And it has a little feather to kind of show, you know, Ooh, fly you away know, fly, type yeah. thing. So yeah, capes, jackets, anything that kind of gives you something that it moves when the wind blows. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to- Gone with the wind factor. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. <laughs> I can rock with that because I had the same thing. The graphic tees, I used to kill the graphic tees section you sure at Target. Did. You know, you know you I sure did. did. Sure I will did. come with a new t-shirt and I had like matching converses to go with it. Like, yeah, that's right. That's that was, so true. That was a thing for me. But then I think when I got into college, I kind of hit like, I discovered like vintage and thrifting for the first time. Like really like, oh shit, like there's a lot going on in here. And I think that's when I got my first like kimono cape situation. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a little bit about your line. You mentioned it before. Yes. Untitled Facade. So talk about a little bit of where how you kind of got started and what has been kind of like some of the challenges you faced along the way with being an independent designer. Okay. So let's go with how I got started. This piece that I'm wearing right now is actually the first piece I've done for the line. Okay. Um, But I started just kind of like one, one year it was around Christmas time. Um, it wasn't last year. Last year was what, 2018? Mm-hmm. It was around, I want to, I'm, I'm going to give it 2017. Yeah. It was like December, 2017. Um, I was just in my room. I kind of like started getting more into sewing and stuff because I couldn't find anything that I really liked online that could fit me or anything in stores that could really that really matched what I wanted to give and what I wanted to do as far as style goes. So I was like, you know what, the best way to do it is make it. And the only reason why I know how to make it was because my aunt, when I was like in the fifth what fifth grade fourth fifth grade she taught me how to sew so we were making our own pajamas and everything so i was like you know what i can go ahead take what i learned from her and apply it to you know my designs now and everything and that's how i started um but of course when the new year came around and i mentioned to my business partner dion hey dion but when i mentioned to him that i wanted to say do a show like i'm thinking about doing a show and yada 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 he took it and ran with it. Like <laughs> he legit took it and ran with it. Uh, next thing you know, we got a location, we got a venue for the show. Um, we want to go ahead and start uh, getting. We want to go ahead and start getting models and all this other type of stuff. And I mean, the year before we did an art show and it went it went great. And then we were like, okay, so this year we're gonna go ahead and do a fashion show and stuff. And so and now it just from there it just kind of like took off for me. After that. Charlotte Fashion Week came around. Right after that, York County Fashion Week came around. And uh, last year was just like really, really great. And a lot of it, I really, if I didn't have friends or things like that there to actually push me to keep going, I probably would have gave up on it because it was like something that I only saw for myself and me making my own personal style. But then I realized that a lot of other people liked it and like seeing it and so i'm like okay so maybe i can go ahead and start using this as an art form just like i used all my other things as an art form and as a creative outlet and put it out there yeah struggles um i don't necessarily think i've had struggles with it i would probably say that the struggles would be gaining clients that actually want to pay um that will be a struggle uh, because I always put it as I'm a <clears throat> I'm a sorta nice person. Don't get me wrong, because I put a sorta. Okay. Uh, no, I'm gonna say sorta because <laughs> I do have my days where I'm just like an asshole and I really don't give a damn. But when it comes to clients and everything like that, I I look at my artwork and I say, and my um, I can't remember if it was my professor or somebody. Somebody actually told me if you love something so much, you love you love it so much that you would end up doing it for free. And so a lot of times for me, it's like I didn't necessarily know how to how to technically charge. Mm-hmm. And people kind of would take advantage of that. Oh yeah. They you will. know, if yeah. you don't oh, yeah. if you don't know how to charge, if you don't know what you're worth or anything like that, people will take advantage of that. And then you have the people who will try to bargain you down. Mm-hmm. 
and try to undersell you or things like that. Or they'd be like, oh, okay, well, I only want to pay this much for that. And it's almost like, what? And then sometimes I'll be like, okay, now it's I'm like, hell no, no, I'm not because doing that. Because you've got that range now. Yeah, like, because- You have a product that people have seen and that they know like the quality of it. Right. You know, so and so, I mean, I still run into those people who it's like they don't want to pay or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or people who I realize that I'm going to end up having to collect deposits from from everybody now just to because i've had people who i haven't collected deposit from i end up creating the garment and they end up not coming to get it like i've i've had you know that's crazy dealing with clients is really really hard it's stressful one reason is because people just think that you have time to waste you know you spend so many hours and all this other type of stuff they don't really they don't really value your time as much Mm -hmm. and so it's it's it gets kind of tough. But on the other front of actually being able to broadcast my work or show my work or things like that, having people in my corner that are quote unquote not, well, have a lot of followers on Instagram and can just wear the clothing and actually advertise mm-hmm. the clothing, that is the best thing yet. Because Ken will tell you, he wore, he'll wore he wear some of my stuff and then all of a sudden I'm getting hit up like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, yeah. and I'm thankful for it because it's almost like, you know, these people actually help me yeah. build an audience, build my brand and everything like that. So that is the easier part. The harder part is actually just dealing with clients who really want to, who who want to pay for the quality. Right. I'm glad that you said the part about having people in your corner that have influence, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I think that's something that the fashion industry itself plays a lot off of. So it leads me to my next question of, with the amount of influencer culture that we have going on, how is that kind of changing the way we are looking at fashion? I think it's a double-edged sword. I'll say this. I think before we were able to see what everyone else was doing 24-7 before social media, I would like to say that people are a little bit more individualistic in some ways with their style, depending. But now now everyone kind of fits into like a mold. In some ways, yes. But then also you have the people who are there to actually stick out. They don't want to fit inside this mold. So at the end of the day, they want to put out something that's more or less unique and unique to them or unique something that they haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And those are the people, Though honestly, those are the people that are in my corner. So yeah. I'll show them something. They'll be like, oh, that's dope. I want to wear that or something like that. You get what I'm saying? And I'll let them wear it and put it on and they get a whole bunch of likes or something. But... It's kind of, I don't necessarily think I have seen too many people who keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Um, I think it's very important that you do have a a collaboration with influencers, um, mainly because you have the people that are just a little shy and or scared to go against the grain or what may have you. So those people who have a large following or something like that, or... Um, or rappers or something like that, just mainstream. Um, and they're trying something different that society says they may or, you know, or may or may not be able to do, and they do it, then they're like, okay, well, other people are seeing it, like, okay, well, maybe I can do it since he did it. So um, prime example is when ASAP, rap, uh, ASAP Rocky, Rocky mm-hmm. um, I want to say Rappy, I don't know why, um, wore, Scrappy you know, the, the dress. And then yeah, you have yeah. the more recent one with uh, Pharrell, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, those type Claire? of... Hmm? When he did Montclair? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so people like that, that have such a, a, a huge influence on, you know, the rap industry, anyone who's listening to ASAP rap, um, Rocky... You know, they're like, okay, this is a little strange, but okay, so I can see that he's confident in it. Just as long as he's confident and he's able to rock it, then, you know, I can possibly paint my nail too or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a matter of who is willing to, who has that following and has that kind of like that power to kind of shift the view of, you know, how people look at things and say what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. So it's, it's, it's important to to hit those people who will hit those masses for you and kind of you know catapult you into the next realm that you need. Yeah, I I, I think, and I'm I'm super I'm visually stimulated, mm-hmm. so Instagram is one of those things that I look 
too when I want inspiration or something of the sort or when I see something new. Um, that's pretty much like my number one, you know, thread that I that I look at. So I think it's extremely important. But I think there's also you're right. I think there's also validation in knowing that your work is worthy of straight guys or people that are typically would never see these things worn on 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 a human mm. something somebody that they wouldn't have expected to to normally wear things of that nature i think it's extremely important a, so, a social media while i think it has its good and its bad it's important to to i mean because otherwise you wouldn't have creative minds mm-hmm. pushing things out it would just be three brands pushing the same content out mm. and that's it whereas you you got you got to have your influencers i mm-hmm. i think they're important and understand right. there's a lot of people out here that you know we think a lot so you may have thought it and be like uh nah and then someone do it you be like god damn it i knew i should have did you yeah, know yeah. so yeah, yeah. it's just it's just a matter of everyone being again confident in whatever they want to mm-hmm. you know wear and it may hit you know me personally i try my best to to wear any and everything that expresses myself as well as kind of just against the grain. I hate being a follower. So anything that I I try to wear, it's going to be like, okay, if this hits and people be like, okay, how did you wear that? Which nine times out of 10 that happens, but that's the best feeling Yeah, because you're a trailblazer by that time. And everyone is literally walking around doing and saying the same thing. And it's just, Ugh. And I guess that's where I'm starting to see now where the catch 22 kind of comes into play. And <laughs> one thing is because I don't I don't really um, even when it comes to creating or styling myself or styling somebody else, I don't really look on other people's Instagrams just to see what they have on. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, one reason is because I don't want to take their stuff. I mean, granted, if you have famous designers and stuff and be like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know, and yeah, maybe use them as, use them as inspiration, but like like someone locally or like somebody or influencers or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't necessarily like look at their pages just to see what they have on. Okay, and one reason is because I want to make sure that when I make something, it's not going to be something that they have either worn before or somebody has worn before. I, I kind of want to go just like a little bit against the grain. Yeah, and I do definitely understand like partnering up with an influencer. But I don't necessarily like a lot of styles and stuff that I see or that I come up with. I'll probably get an inspiration from uh, more or less like Pinterest from somebody who I, I've never even met before or yeah. somebody who I just I just kind of like look. I kind of like Google on images just to get inspiration for maybe I want the front flap to go like this, the bodice to do this or something like like that. Yeah. Yeah, It's not, it's not, I've never really went on Instagram just to kind of like get a style preference that I wanted to go ahead and try to accomplish. Yeah. It's more or less afterwards. I'll go ahead and give you a piece and then you post it on Instagram and stuff. And then we get people to come over here. Gotcha. I think um, something like what you just said is that, in today's like kind of like styles of fashion, I think there's so many. We're at another point in time where there's so many different influxes of inspirations that are coming together. I mean, we have certain trends that are coming back. Like the '90s is huge right now. Like all that stuff, like the yeah. plaids and the the barrettes and all that kind of shit that we were bringing, bringing back in like 20 what 2002. Whenever well, that was not that's not the '90s, is it? <laughs> no. You know what I was trying to say, though? <laughs> but y'all get where I was going. Yeah, the '80s are definitely coming back to. And see, and so for me, I think that I'm excited for that because my whole aesthetic is, you know, 1982, 75 to 85, Studio 54 situation. That's that's my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So something that you touched on when we were talking about, you know, ASAP Rocky kind of being able to kind of push that, you know, change of like, you can wear whatever, a yeah. dress, quote unquote, yeah. isn't just for a woman or whomever. Yeah. Um do you feel that there is a disparity of recognizing like the LGBT community in being the first to kind of do some of these things that are now being mainstream, quote unquote, and just kind of like that erasure? And that's kind of a loaded question. That is a very uh, loaded but it, but question. It's 100% true. 
it is honestly i do feel as though it is true but it is also a very 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 loaded question and the reason why i say that is because not only will they not acknowledge it but they will also there'll be those people who who are overtly masculine that don't want to give credit to people who they consider are you know less than human beings by being lgbt i also less. think like we don't give credit to listen i'm gonna be the first one to say this black lgbt members of the community are probably some of the most formidable creatures of creation like style comes from black culture it does I mean, you can argue that, you cannot argue it, whatever. And that is so crazy. And, and something to what you just said, mm -hmm. something that doesn't validate, you know, LGBT members of our community. I mean, all these people that are talking about YSL and Gucci, they're all gay. Uh, Gianni Versace was gay. Absolutely. Very much um, so. Tom Ford, extra gay. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of these designers are gay, and yet, we can we can wrap them, but the second that it comes to talking about their humanity or or their validity as a part of nature, oh oh baby, that's uh, that's nothing. That's, yeah, mm -hmm. they don't they don't acknowledge. And I mean, it's a fine line. It, 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 and it does suck that you know a lot of times you look at um, you just look at different movements and things like that. And sometimes if you have somebody who's in the same who's in the same movement and they just so happen to be gay, there's a lot of people that won't rally behind them because of their um, sexual orientation. And I don't really I don't necessarily like arguing about that because there's no point of arguing in facts. Right. But still, like it, it, it really does suck because you'll have people who are not they aren't defined by they aren't defined by who they choose to sleep with, you know they want to make a solid change in the community and a lot of people will not let them make a solid change in the community because of who they are. And I do see this a lot in the black community with their own people. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I really do because me as a person, I'm like, I'm all for, I'm all for our people prospering. I'm all for it. You doing something that's going to, you doing something that's going to, you know, get you out there and help you prosper and help you achieve every goal that you want, go ahead and do it. I don't care who you are or what you do or anything like that, but it sucks when you have people who are out there who are still homophobic as hell and they don't want to give props where props are due because they're yeah. homophobic as shit. Yeah. It's definitely a double-edged sword when it comes to that. Um, the only thing that, of course, frustrates me is it's, it's like they use us mm -hmm. up until a point whenever it's beneficial to them. You get what I'm saying? Yep. So... When you have, um, let's say, an example when the, the the gays beat someone's face, you know, for mm -hmm. life or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. those techniques that, you know, the females are using in or drag queen. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, give us our just do. But then you but then you turn around and you see people who don't want to use gay makeup artists because they're gay. Correct. Yeah. Ooh. Like I've it's seen like make it make sense. Like yeah, <laughs> right. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it everywhere. Yeah. You know, like I so, still keep thinking about the story about the um makeup artist who got rejected for to do somebody's wedding makeup. Uh, because, I remember hearing that. You remember that? Yeah. 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 So it's just a matter of, you know, giving, you know, respect to those who deserves it, you know, or especially, yeah, you know, especially when just be truthful about everything. If you know, the, the majority of fashion is built upon the LGBT community, like, come on, like, don't shade us because you're going to need us. You're, you're the only reason why you're looking like you're looking because of us. I mean, So don't do it because <laughs> we could just pack up shop, girl, and just go over here. But, you know, <laughs> and to that point, it's like just broadly speaking, why haven't we? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's we? when it's a double-edged sword. sword. So <clears throat> I don't want to say we have to somewhat – tolerated up until a point where we get to the I don't want to go too deep into that okay so you know this controversy about RuPaul you know mm. and how he started up everything I will say he's given his well he has been given his justice I will say that much mm -hmm. but then you start when you get to a specific 
level in your life, you start to turn your back on the people who kind of helped you Let's along your way. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to say it's okay in a way for us to tolerate. I don't want to say tolerate the disrespect, but, you know, you have to swallow your pride sometimes until you get to that level of where you're able to use whatever momentum that you've been given to branch out and create something new. I don't think no one, I don't think we have come together as a community to do that yet. Mm -hmm. We're still kind of like silently, okay, yeah, we'll be a little puppet doll or whatever like that. Well, up it's into almost a like point. the, um, what is it? The, uh, the stepchild, mm -hmm. just being, just being oh, a stepchild yeah. who's like really looking for acceptance. Mm -hmm. You want to be accepted by, you want to be accepted by your own community. That's all. That's, that's mainly all you want to do is be accepted by your community because if not, then you feel out of place. Like mm -hmm. yeah. I think even it goes even with, uh, coming out stories. You know, you want to be accepted by your parents. You want to mm -hmm. be accepted by your family. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, you're always going to you're always going to want that acceptance or um, fiend for that acceptance. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people, when they don't when they aren't accepted by their by their parents or somebody like that, they turn to different outlets, which are not always the most healthy mm -hmm. for them. And it really does suck. But I believe that's still the same way with creatives in the same light. You always want to be able to be accepted by your own community. Yeah. And when you don't, you still kind of fiend for that acceptance. Daryl, I know go I know you said, why haven't we? Mm -hmm. And I think we also haven't had those conversations. Um, I think we're just now hitting that crux of like a revolutionary movement mm -hmm. where gay people are having their own makeup lines and wig lines and fashion lines mm -hmm. and i think we're about to start seeing that i think True. i think we're about to get to that point and maybe 10 20 years from now but i think mm -mm. The, hopefully ain't that long because I, I ain't got I, time I to wait for that <laughs> you know what i'm saying point, well, I mean, though, like and we, we we've have had this discussion on another episode before it's like when we're talking about like wanting to make the changes as far as like our generation helping push that it's like are we we, I don't think in different issues we haven't decided, do we want to have this change happen like right now, like today, or are we trying to push it so that the next generation doesn't have to But I that? mean, even, thing, even things like that, you still get a lot, we are still get a lot of pushback because now oh, yeah, sure. it's starting oh, to get to a point where you're like, oh, stop trying to turn our kids gay and all this Ooh. other type of stuff and <laughs> blah, 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 right, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But see, one big thing that I want to add is the simple fact that, um, Example. I'm I'm good with examples. Mm -hmm. When Beyonce first came on the scene with Destiny's Child and then beyond her solo career and things of that nature, she was more cookie cut. Okay. True. Everything she did was strategic. Very true. And now because she's reached a specific level in her life, she can do anything that she wants to. Mm -hmm. And she can drop an album. She don't care if it sells two um hundred copies. It don't matter. It's the bigger purpose. It's yeah. to be able to um, represent who she really wanted, you know, That's as far true. as like the culture and stuff like that. So being able to make those type of power decisions and moves like that is because she's reached a level to her uh, career where she can make those. Yeah. So when you have those um, well-known Tom Ford and um, Versace and Gucci and stuff like that, I feel as though those the ones that are part of our community needs to be able to step up because you have more than enough yeah. power to say, look, I'm making this. This is my brand. And y'all are getting rich off of my brand. Yeah. We need more control in this aspect. But I also think that while that's easier said than done, like Always. you also have to you also have to think about like Tom Ford is is the the creative director, but he's his who knows yeah exactly his, his not the ceo of his company correct yeah. so you have those are the people that we need to get out correct. or those are the people that need to be influenced to our benefit mm -hmm. or you know those people need to be hired by a board of trustees that are going to say hey you're innovative you're progressive you're you might be part of the lgbt community you might not be but you think the way that we want you to think uh, that that fits our lifestyle mm -hmm. and those decisions would be made by that group because i mean I can own a company, but I may not have the rights to the yeah. company. Yeah. And that's where it comes with the trial and error and yeah. learning from, you know, those who paved the way for us. Yeah, you yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're right all those wrongs that they have, yeah. you know, made or whatever. 
and you again build your team, the people that support you. And of course, you want you still want to be diverse because you don't want to become like this monopoly or something like that, Um, because that's essentially what we're living in now. So, I mean, just we just have to really, truly learn from our mistakes and grow and and just build this community that's full of love and representation of ourselves as well as anyone else who is willing to be a part of the community and not be against us because if you're not with us you're against us period right and i would say so us as the general public Mm -hmm. as consumers i think a big shift that we're seeing is that we are more conscious about these inner workings that are happening Mm -hmm. and so like when things like these you know various scandals of using racist imagery and designs and whatever else like that mm-hmm. like we understand that that's not acceptable and so we like sure. start doing like you know yeah kind of these boycotts or whatever have you but cancel culture counter yeah. cancel culture but then also like you said getting those people in the room that can help make those yeah. changes and a lot of companies are starting to see like whether it's a form of trying to appease the masses or actually they give a damn you know, they're trying to do these diversity and inclusion. Yeah. And you do have you do have some companies like I think who was it? Was it uh and I hate to I hate to bring them up. I think it was Campbell's uh suit. Oh yeah, yeah. They have like um they have same sex couples and yeah. things like that with yeah, kids and, their and, commercials stuff. and stuff. Yeah, in yeah. their commercials. And I mean some other companies have done it too. Mm-hmm. Um for the the racial, the racist wear stuff. I sometimes I kinda wonder like how the hell do you have so many people in your company and none of them is going to say anything about, oh, that looks like blackface. But see, that's the thing. When you have a room full of one person and that's what a lot of these companies have is a room full of old white men. They don't see that because that's not in their vision. Or they have yes men or, with them too. Exactly. Like, or, you know, or they're just they, signing off and or, that's it. Or they have people who are just blatantly racist and are that's doing it. it on purpose. And that's what I'm saying. Like I, people that are up high that are just going to be like, go ahead, do you know whatever. But yeah. the people that are designing that product. I read something and it was just a post, but it made a lot of sense. It was saying that um, racism is... I don't, I don't, okay, I don't know if I agree with this first part, but it says racism is dying out. Okay, yeah, I saw that one too. And (laughs) the only, what happens when uh, animals, when what happens when animals begin to, you know, die, they start lashing out for, you know, lashing out for anything in order to gain attention. So they won't be extinct. Yeah. And I do think that's, that kind of is what's happening, especially in fashion and all this other type of stuff. You have those people that are in there that are like, okay, so my brand and who was it? Um, Tommy Hilfiger. And I think it was, it was Tommy Hilfiger. And I think it was, it wasn't Timberland, but it was Tommy Hilfiger. It was like, you know, my brand was not meant for, yeah, yeah. Was not meant to be urban or meant for black people to wear i think that's the same i think that's the same thing with a lot of other brands it wasn't meant for um our culture to actually wear and put their own swing on it so um they might have done it on purpose yeah <laughs> no lie they might have done it on purpose and then the next thing you know you'd be walking around looking like the coolest monkey in the jungle but i think that you know other people are seeing that hey this is not right this is not what we should this is not what we should stand on and you have that moment and then they're trying to come back and make up for it after they have dismissed the people who are in that, you know, in that frame of mind, so to speak. Kind of branching off of that, we're seeing a, and I I don't like saying that things are like becoming major shifts, but compared to like 10 years ago versus now, there's a completely different mindset concerning fashion, specifically menswear. Mm -hmm. Um, the gender lines are not as rigid as they used to be, I would say. Okay. Um, as far as allowing, and I hate to even say allowing, but pretty much allowing people to just wear what they want yeah. in a public setting. And it's not as, you know, critically looked at, you know, per se. Um, I've never had a problem with like, if I see something I like in the women's section of a store, and I can wear it because I know what my sizes are on women's stuff. I'm mm-hmm. going to go get it. Yeah. Just like you said, Tiff, I love something flowy. We don't have a lot of men's garments traditionally that are flowy, that have like some movement, you know, whatever. Yeah. So if I want a nice, you know, situation, I'm going to have to go to the women's department. Mm-hmm. But I think I've a lot of too. men, 
I would say a lot of um, brands are starting to realize that mm-hmm. now. Like, we don't need to just be designing in these boxes anymore. And yeah. a lot of consumers are also like, hey. That's so true to form. I just, I remember this year for my birthday, I wanted to wear something that was completely different. Um, and I went to three department stores in South Park. And I found the exact same thing in each of those stores. But when I went to the women's side, there was endless amounts of different mm-hmm. um, just patterns and materials mm-hmm. and styles. And I was like, this is such a big problem. And the bad part is some of this shit really does look good on men. It does. And it, I, it I, had to, I had to, I had to <laughs> like, get, I got these flowy wide legs striped pants from the women's section and i paired it with this cool cape kimono kind of gig but i wouldn't have been able to do that had i just gone to the men's section because none of that was available to me we have three things we have shirt shoes pants and that's it three cuts either italian american or classic (laughs) and that's it yeah you know so what what becomes the issue is the again I'm, i'm not a fashion designer Okay, <laughs> let's be clear on that. Yeah. But I have come into um, situations where I'm reaching out to designers and they're like, well, you know, I don't specialize in the male garments because it's not really taught like that. And whoever is making the you know male garments, you're self-taught. You know what I'm saying? So that's where we're falling short in here. It's like, why are we not pushing more for a men's design so we can get those you know, unique designs. Yeah, and because we're getting the the cookie cut. Everyone's coming out looking like the goddamn same fucking thing. Yeah, that's and the only reason why we have to go yeah. into the females is because we. And we that's why I mainly, shit. and that's why I mainly do. I don't. I well, honestly, when I first started, I only did menswear. Mm-hmm. Like you saw, if you would have saw my lineup for um for Charlotte Fashion Week, I think I probably had like three or four women. Mm-hmm. And the rest were males. And I was featured in like every, it was featured every night. So I would, I did like, I think it was one female for the first night. I want to say for the red, for the red line, the second night, it was all males. Mm-hmm. For the third night, I just went like all out. I think I did some stuff that I wasn't supposed to do as far as having my, <laughs> I had too I think I had too many garments or something like that. They told me, but like, I think I only had about, you know, three or four females compared to about like 15 to 16 males, Yeah, you know? And that is main reason why I wanted to do it is because men don't have representation. Can, they do not have representation in fashion that much, that much. And it's always, it, it, it is very cookie cutter. It looks like everything else. And I'm like, no, men's style can be so different. much more. It can yeah. Be, oh my gosh. yeah. It really can. And nobody really takes notice to that. And yeah. now I have people who, I mean, a lot of my garments, some people will be like, Oh, there'll be a female and they'll want to wear it. Yeah. That's fine. Just so you know, I made it for a man, you know, it's going to be, right. it's going to be fit. You're going to have to fix your sizes. Yeah. It's going to fit differently. It's not going to fit like really, yeah. you know, curvaceous or anything. It's going to fit like a man's garment will fit because right. that's what I'm going for. And that's what I base, you know, a lot of uh, how I make my stuff out of and patterns and things like that. I make it for a man. Mm-hmm. Um and that's just it, because I love, I just love men's fashions. I love what it can be. Yeah. And I do think that a lot of times when people say, oh, I don't want to offend anybody, but I think a lot of times when people say I don't necessarily do women or men's garments because, you know, it's not taught or it's not necessarily popular, I think that's a cop out. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think you could do it. You, you put it your takes mind more to time. It. Yeah, be the first. Yeah. 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 It and I not branch out. Honestly, a lot of times it, a lot of times, if you look at it, it doesn't because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of men's stuff is more boxy. It's so very if boxy. You, so if you start thinking about you creating, you just pretty much creating that box instead of being more curved and mm-hmm. all this other type of stuff, then you have something to work off of, mm-hmm. and then you can just move up, do more and more and more and more and more, and it'll just gradually keep going. Do you think that that also goes kind of what you guys are talking about? Do you think that also goes into the fact of like? profitability and the economics of I was going to ask that as well like, like is that more sellable or more people you know are men not, not as afraid big consumers yeah. as exactly. women cuz traditionally they've always marketed things like housewares and fashion and stuff mm-hmm. towards women cuz that's who had the money to buy it or whatever have True. you 
Nowadays, men love to dress. Agreed. I think we're starting to, yeah. I I, people, I do. Be, men, we do. Men actually, men, men are actually taking more. In, um, they're taking a more what metro route, and mm -hmm. where they but they like actually like to dress. That's like so uniform, even in itself. It's like mm -hmm. the metro look to me. It's very what I think of metro. I think of like very clean things, a, a crisp white shirt, mm -hmm. jeans, or uh, whatever, and then like the a Chelsea boot. Well exactly. And all that kind so of I thing. think it's very uniform. What I'm not seeing is like little boutiques or stores that, can that are catering. geared towards men. Exactly. And mm -hmm. that's, the pro that's the main problem I have. It's mm -hmm. like, well, shit, I mean, you can go down Park Road and see 20 different oh, boutiques for true. women, that's and then it's true. like... Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's, it's and it's exactly what you said. It's more so if you're going to have the consumers, if you're going to make it, hell yeah, you can make if it. You build it. But are they going to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and that's the thing afraid. about it. We have to get more um, males who are willing to yeah. be your consumers and be comfortable in it. I'm pretty sure they want to, but they be like, damn, man, ain't nobody else been shopping like that. So I ain't going to be doing it. But it only, it, it takes you got the wrong one person. Then. It <laughs> takes, yeah. Trend. It takes that one influencer yeah. to be like, okay, well, this is where I shop at, and I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Cam Newton is at the forefront of that. Yeah. That's he true. wears things that, yeah. you know. So when I, I start making some things, you know, he got me in the well, some people, and slap some things. No, but my, he has a very unique sense of exactly. style, and he is not yeah. afraid He's just fluid. to do whatever he, he wants and to that's, and, and I think that is exactly where we, we need to continue to move our um, culture to. It's just more just fluid. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, and he's big too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's even better because for me, I like to kind of keep my my shape and my frame just a little bit. Like I want to be muscular or what may have you. That's just my personal, you yeah. know, thing. Um, but I don't want to be too big because right. I can't wear the high and couture things that I may, you know, be able I to say, fit in. I would always say for me, like, I'm glad that I'm 5'6 and we're like a medium to a large. Mm -hmm. And that's it because... If I got any bigger, I would not be able to wear a lot of like the vintage stuff that I Correct. had that was passed down because it was cut like very small. I just think that people need to be a little bit more open minded or a not little, afraid. A lot. They have confidence. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Do you think that's something we're lacking? Be yourself and confidence. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason is one reason is that, you know, you see things growing up like, a lot of people are concerned about what everybody else thinks of them. Yeah, um, I me, definitely have that. When it comes Pause. to... So for you to say, we're, we're worried about what other people are thinking about us. Who critiques the most? To us males. To us males? Mm -hmm. For whatever we, we're doing or wearing or whatever. It all depends. Is on... it ourselves or is the opposite sex? It'll be the opposite sex. I think it's it the depends. opposite sex. It's the opposite. Well, a right. lot of times. So you're yeah. saying girls are judging you. I feel clothes. as though. You have, you have girls who but, judge you by your clothes. Okay. You have other males who judge you by your clothes. Yeah. You also have, if you are, um, if you are, you know, popular on social media, you have people who are on social media judging you by your clothes. Yeah. Everybody who, and it's always about, you know, I think that's one reason why. Um, Instagram is trying to do away with the whole likes thing is because people are have feel, they done it or not they done, done it of course yet, but, but is it definite I don't know testing. how they're testing out like a small group of influencers like a beta to see yeah. how they want but it. it's a just group of people. but it's just like a lot of people they base their lives or what they wear or what they do off of the judgment of other people mm -hmm. and a lot of times it it'll be a less of a headache if you just go ahead and be like, I'm going to wear this and I don't give a fuck who says anything about now, it. Now, the reasoning why it's so hard to do that for males is because at the end of the day, the person that we, the person that m the majority of males is trying to impress is the female. They are, that's their ultimate prize. So if the female is not satisfied with what you're wearing and they be like, mm, that's not what type of man I'm looking for. I need someone with this type of thing. You get what I'm saying? Then the male is going to what? They're going to adapt to that. And they're going to be like, look, well, let me, because she said she ain't like that tight shirt or whatever. So let me not wear that so I can get my girl or whatever. And she won't be challenging my masculinity, of course. But see, even so, on the flip side, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but. And so, I'm sorry, no, but, and so with things like that, it's more or less, are those people that you necessarily want to be around? 
Like you don't you don't want somebody who's gonna sit there and judge you and try to make you something that you're not. Yeah. Just to appease them. And I've been I I, I well, I can't say I've ever been there. And one reason why I can't say I've ever been there is because I've always been the type of person where it's like, you like me or you don't. I really don't give a shit. Thanks. You like my hair. You don't like my hair. You like you like what I'm wearing. You don't like what I'm wearing. Either way, I like what I'm wearing. I like my hair. I like what I'm doing. So I'm just going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And forget whoever has a problem with it. We have people in our lives now who feel as though that they can go ahead and judge whatever and whenever and think they're ultimately always right when they sit here and look like a big old bag of potatoes. And it just doesn't, it, it doesn't help anybody in society mm-hmm. for you to come it's like, true. for you to, for you to say, oh, I don't like that. I don't think he should wear that or something, you know, something like mm-hmm. that. Granted, we all are, we all have opinions. Yeah. Not going to lie. We all have opinions. We all have some things where we'd be like, oh, I don't like that. I think that's ugly. Me, I'm more or less, I don't really like that. I think that's, I just can't wear it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it's not, it's not me. It's not for me. Go ahead. Do you, right. you know, all power to you, but right. it's, not it's necess- for you, not yeah, for you. Yeah. Cause it's for you. It's not for me, exactly. but you know what? I'm, I just don't really like it when people just kind of like, I don't like it when people feel as though that they need to make decisions off of based off of what other people think. Yeah. You know? And unfortunately that's exactly the majority of what people you know, succumb yeah. to. Yeah. That's know almost like when yeah. that's almost like when people are saying, Oh, if uh, or they post something, oh, if I do this, how many people would attend? Or how many people would like this? I hate when people do that. No, 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 no. Just do it. Just do it. Just and do then it. just yeah. try to see who's actually going to support you yeah. in doing it. Right. If those mm-hmm. people who don't support you don't show up or anything like that, they don't worry about them anyway. helping us. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you start making it big and when you start doing things, that's when they'll start coming and then you can go ahead mm-hmm. and, uh, and charge double. Yeah. I, I went through a period of, like in college, I wore very strategic things because I was always told, you never know who you're going to meet to make an impression on that person. And I was at that point in my life where we're ending the university. Like I got to think about my career, my future post-college. And and that was so important to me. And then when I graduated, I had like this epiphany of sorts that literally just told me, well, if they don't like it, is that really going to affect me? And when I discovered that the answer was no, when I really truly was like, do they remember what they wore a week from today? They don't. Or, you know, a week ago. They don't. They don't remember what I wore a week ago. They don't. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But it just got, it just takes, everyone is individually going to realize that at some point or another. Um, and I I haven't lost any friends for some of the shit that I've worn. And I've worn some crazy shit. Let me tell you, <laughs> I've worn some outlandish, Same. crazy shit. I'm not even gonna lie. I have, um, I have pictures. I, I, I oh, so I sent I. you photos. <laughs> I sent you those photos. I, I've worn shit that I'm like, you know, and sometimes, and even sometimes, I've, I got scared walking out of the house, mm. and then I get to that event, and everyone is like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And thank you. Or whether they're talking shit about behind Mm -hmm. my back or they're praising it or they're giving me love or they're giving me their support, whatever have you. At the end of the day, I went home. I had a fucking blast. I had a really good time. And then I made an impression on you. Thank you. The next day I went to brunch and had me some mimosas and that was it. Uh, Life continued for me. And I think until people realize that, until people can get, and that's going to be individual to to the to each person i think we this group right here our attitude is more i think very common in terms of we're gonna wear what we want to wear because we want to wear it because we like it and if you don't like it then that's fine that's your opinion i don't care to hear about it like and at the end of the day if you're not paying my bills <laughs> shut the hell why? up okay like, <laughs> even if you're doing that and even if shut you are <laughs> i just it, it's gonna take i think i think we're the generation of people that are realizing that and I think we have younger generations that are that have already realized that. Let me tell you something. I'm and glad that's... you brought that up because I, as much as I, I feel like an old man sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'd be looking at the kids. I'm like, I, well, what are these kids doing? I don't understand. But I can appreciate. Yeah. it. I really can. I can really appreciate the way that I always get mad at the kids. Like when I see them like going to prom and stuff, because I'm just like, 
I mean, damn, like we looked. Like I go to a gala, ugly as shit, going to prom. We had the basic ass half of the dresses. I had the damn bubblegum pink vest and tie combo. Like mm-hmm. I looked ugly compared to y'all. I had a pink. I mean, let's stop because I definitely look good. I'm not. Yeah, because mine like, was no, I was lit. I, I had. I can, I can say I didn't like my prom. <laughs> yeah, I had I a cream. Either. I don't either. I had a cream three piece suit. Me too. <laughs> my hair was well. It was long. It was going down my back, so I had it curled almost like Snoop. Oh, and my date. Had a pinup, had a pinup, the pinup girl type oh, look with the big deal. Shout out to Lapricia Clark. She was uh, <laughs> listen. I remember her. She my was great. date. She was awesome. She she's still as dramatic as ever. But still, <laughs> I oh I my god, have, I that wish was I had my that, that was my baby. Can I ask you all a question about? I know I can only I I know for me, once I once I came out, my confidence went like, mm-hmm. and as far mm-hmm. as like being able to like really be more explorative and experimental with like my clothes like i was like well at this point in time y'all already know i'm gay so I don't give a right fuck with period you know what I'm so <laughs> i will agree with that and let me tell you i will say i still i used to kind of still struggle with it every now and then i still have a little bit of anxiety or what may have mm-hmm. you yep. but um for the most part i think the biggest step towards me being confident in whatever I wear is going to be venturing into wearing a heel. When I was young, I used to I used to sneak and wear my mom's heels. My grandma's heels, anybody who had a heel. I think almost every gay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I love heels, period. (laughs) But what was so crazy was when I started to wear it as an adult or what may have you, Mm. people was like, you know what? I don't know how you're able to pull it off, but you pull it off so well. And it's not even like it's coming off as, you know, flamboyant or, yeah, (laughs) it's just you. You get what I'm saying? And you're wearing it and a lot of people just say only you can wear that outfit that you've worn or something like that. So when I was like, okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to start wearing more heels though because, I I mean, I like heels anyway. But then I started doing the research of where heels heels came from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, men's actually was soldiers who were wearing it. The Persian soldiers. And then, you know, the aristocrats, you know, adopted that. And then when it became more common, I guess you can say, and other people started to wear it, they started to change the the height of the heel, mm-hmm. you know, to determine what your social class is. Yep. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, y'all don't understand where the, the history is. And it goes back again for giving people just do, you know, who actually, you know, started these type of trends and fads and stuff like yeah. that. So when people say like, oh, why are you wearing a heel? So what's the difference between me wearing a heel and Prince wearing a heel back in the day when females were sure, still all over him? And still was bagging all the females, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm and that's saying. how I figure because at the end of the day, I... Now, I don't want to be explicit, but I'll fuck a bitch in some heels, regardless of the fact. <laughs> I mean, <but laughs> I don't know if I can say that on yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> so, well, so, you already said it, so. <laughs> here we are. I mean, I, under, I understand it. Like, I couldn't necessarily pull it off. Like, I'm not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. One, I think, <laughs> one, I think I might break my damn ankle. But <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. The most I'll probably do is platform, like platform shoes. Mm. I love mm-hmm. platform shoes. So you even know that. even um um what's that little boy name? Alex Nas. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Yeah, he wore platforms. Yeah, too. I love I nice. love platform shoes, and I wear Same. them, and I just love them because they make me look like average height to yeah. everybody else that's around me. I want to look tall. Me. Okay, right. That's really what it is. At the end of the, <laughs> at the end of the when day, when I, take, five, seven. when I take when I take. Uh, y'all, I'm five four over here. When I take, because when I take pictures with y'all and stuff, and y'all be in my designs, I definitely wear some platforms and be like, "Oh look, I can put my arms around your shoulders now and not around your waist." <laughs> right? Like I don't, you know, it's yeah. no, it's no real big issue. Like, but I love. Well, one, I love platform shoes. Mm-hmm. Just because well, I like still being that whole obnoxious self sometimes. Mm. Do you not walk differently? Don't you walk with a sense of grace and you're you're just just a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, between that and the Frankenstein, <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Sometimes I have to I have to I have to balance it out because if yeah. not, then you will boom 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 uh-huh. like. So you gotta kind of like balance it. And now nowadays with the platforms, they come with like a um the insole, not an insole, but the way they're made, they have like a little dip on them. So oh, we, yeah, so you so can walk yeah, yeah, a yeah. little bit better, and you mm-hmm. don't have to walk like you're like you're a duck, Clipping. so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I you know. 
platform shoes. I have some with spikes on them that mm-hmm. I love that my business partner keeps telling me, don't wear them damn things again because you keep wearing them out. But hey, when it works, it works. It works. I yeah. will say, Ken, that I uh, you did inspire me to get my first pair of heels. Yay. I actually wore them when I went to Miami. They're a pair of pink <laughs> patent leather ones. That is and awesome. And they've got like tassels on them. I wore them to like a drag brunch. Mm-hmm. I was nervous too because I was just like, okay. The anxiety. It is. It's huge. Even though I'm in Miami, no one knows me. I'm in the gay district. Mm -hmm. Like it's in the fact that you're already gay. You're like, hey, what? They were like, are you gay? Uh, yes, yes, I am. Obvious. But then when I got there, I was just like, yo, I mean, and the second it just takes one second. Mm -hmm. The second you walk out, and the second you decide not to care anymore. Mm-hmm. Let me put it like this. One of my favorite people is Billy Porter. Um, oh, I, I have been, I have known of Billy Porter since like I was in college and that was back in 2008. And I heard his rendition because he can sing his ass off. But um, I heard his uh, like time and a lot of different things like Last Midnight because he's big on Broadway and things mm-hmm. like that. And he said before, he said, if I want to walk out in a dress, I'm going to walk out in a dress. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't care because at the end of the day, it's just what makes him happy. Yeah. You know, even when he dressed up um, when he dressed up for the Met Gala, it was extra Man. as fuck. Had people just carry him. Like, I was I was living for it because it's almost like, look, like, you can't, you can't deny that this man has an amazing style that he does not conform with anything that you have ever seen before and so that's what i love about him and that's kind of like if anything if i could take anything from that it would be his style not just not just fashion wise but his style in almost yeah in almost everything the way his outlook and everything like that i think is amazing i agree like everything you just said and then i just aspire to be that extra I really do. In I the kinda, right settings. I, I kind of already am that extra. I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, you know, lean into that. <laughs> Take it and run with it. <laughs> I am that extra. Inspire the children. <laughs> yeah. Let, let them that. know. Sometimes. It's I don't know okay. about being that extra. I don't have to be that much. It is just more so confident for me. Listen, any that's, any yeah. and everything. So, that's why I'm just saying. I just don't want it to be intertwined with no, you because I, I feel you. like it's extra and then confident. And I feel like I he's, he's not necessarily. A mix of it. Yeah. I don't think he's necessarily over the top. It's just he's confident in whatever he puts on. I would agree. Whatever it is. I don't necessarily think extra is a bad thing. Tell you the truth. Me, I know. Like <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to wearing uh when it comes to wearing clothing and, and garments and everything like that, I don't necessarily think that extra is always a bad thing. I will be extra as fuck at, you know, at any given time. Like, um, a lot of times, even when it's going out and even when it's going out, say with my mom or something she'd be like you gonna wear some regular clothes today no <laughs> you know like she's just probably like it's okay. just like okay <laughs> because you but see, what's, what to who's it. defining this regular because that's how i feel too because once when someone invites me out and i'm like okay i'll meet you out there and they're like did you have to wear out i'll be like what because <laughs> in, in our your mind's like i'm not even wearing anything extra this is like a normal day right this ain't even <laughs> but my thing is it's like i will i will definitely i like being a little bit extra i will mm-hmm. sometimes i will be that person that shows up in that floor length um cape not not just cape like that floor <laughs> like that floor length fur that has the what the five inch hairs on it and stuff like i will do it i will do stuff like that because you know i got one mm-hmm. actually i think no you didn't wear no it was phoenix that wore it he did um but it yeah excellent yeah i he delivered well i wore it myself and, <laughs> and i did not give a shit about what anybody else got to say because it's mm-hmm. like it's just like have fun mm-hmm. be you your style is your style just go ahead and do it yeah and that is that on that so as we wrap up like we've had this conversation, we've talked about what's going right, what still needs to change. What's like your ultimate hope for the way that the fashion industry as it pertains to men is going? Fluidity. That's all I care about. Fluidity. Just let it, let the gates wide open. Just flood. Whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> yeah, I think we just need more. And then that's just as simple as I can say it. Yeah, I would like to be able to wear things that are out of the box that are. You know, I can make my own things mm-hmm. without having to create them or have to go to someone or, you know, have to look somewhere. That's where I want. I would like the future of menswear to go. It's, it's just more. I just want I just 
want males' fashions and not necessarily define your masculinity. Mm-hmm. That oh, is, that's a good thing. That is that's pretty much all I want, and um, I see it going that way. Mm-hmm. Granted, there is some sort of pushback. For it and everything, and you're gonna get that. But yeah. yeah, I do see it going that way. It's it, it, it's there are people out there who have a, I don't want to say higher intellect, but they have a different way of thinking, and they're more open, they're more receptive, and yeah. you know, I think that if those people more or less take range on a lot of different things, then will males fashion will be able to get to that point where it's like, yo, I can walk down, the, I can walk down the street wearing this. And nobody really defined me or my masculinity by what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all just just do what you want to do. Just do what you want to do, and just be free, be open, be expressive. Just express yourself. That's all there is. Confidently silent. This post that he I just mean, did right I here, like, had to put that on like confidently. No silent. one, no one saw that. But she, you know what? Where I got that from? To be honest, you were my inspiration. Me? Yeah. What's well, not really you, but uh. you. Like you were inspired by someone else, but oh. you inspired me. <laughs> but if so, anybody, you know, it was no it. when you I'll made your it. when you made your post, you was like confident. You were citing the song oh, "Confidently Lost." Yeah, okay. See, I'll take that. I will See? take that. Thank but you. if y'all could have no, saw no, the um the pose that this shut up. just shut up, shut up, like okay, but he's not extra though. He's not extra. Okay, all right. Also did a little wink with the wink. <laughs> put the sound effect in y'all need to have some videos in here we gonna get it but thank y'all for joining us we'll see you all in the next episode shameless plug you can follow me on yeah, hey, instagram yeah, t- find out where to follow all y'all because yeah so. this is ken sings you can follow me um on instagram at d the color black k-e-n no spaces all together well do you want to take this over because i got a couple okay yeah okay. <laughs> two um my plugs are my twitter and instagram they're the same, Chris underscore Rosello, R O S E L L O. Um, look at my captions; they're pretty fucking funny. I think so, so. he's an Instagram comedian. I, I just love to have fun, <laughs> so why not? Um, first one, <laughs> sorry, no, first one. My name is Tevin Baskerville, and my Instagram is the Tevin B. That is T H E T E V I N B as in boy. Next one is Untitled Facade. The I mean, you spell that the same way, uh, not the same way as Tevin B, but Untitled Facade. Also, I have one uh, which my team, we have. I have a multimedia team. Um, shout out to Ashley and Dion. We are Art and I Multimedia LLC. You can go ahead and like us. Uh, it is at Art and I on Instagram and Art and I Multimedia on Multimedia LLC on Facebook. So you can go ahead, like, share, subscribe, comment, whichever one you know, whichever we're trying to get it in front of as many people as possible. So, so far we got like within two weeks, I think we got like 400 and something likes, which is really good for, you know, anything that I do. I, I just love it. I love anybody who's acknowledging it. So if anybody can go ahead and acknowledge it further, here we go. Now y'all know, cause metrics matter. So make sure y'all follow these amazing people and we'll see y'all in the next one. Peace out.